Okay, guys. This past week was part of the time where uh, Syracuse basketball could have shown the NCAA voters that it belonged in the NCAA tournament. You know what this past week did? All it did was show that, hey, Syracuse probably isn't playing in the big dance, probably going to the NIT. Yeah, clutch win against North Carolina State there, 75-72 with a resurgent team, the Wolfpack. But then Duke comes into the Dome, and I will say this team definitely had Mike Krzyzewski's footprint on it. But you want to know something? The Orange looked like men against boys. And I mean the men were Duke, the boys were Syracuse. And I will tell you what, Syracuse does have a good young core of players, but they still need to develop quite a bit. Duke was just masterful in the way they played against Syracuse, and it showed. And it probably showed that, hey, we're probably NIT bound this year. <clears throat> even with key games this week against Clemson and against Pitt. Thing is, a defeat like that against Duke probably tells them that the NCAA voters that, hmm, do we want Syracuse here? Nah, they're probably going to be nit-picked, if you know what I mean. You know, everybody fill in the blanks there. But you want to know something? It got, I mean, we still can finish this season with a flourish. Heck, after Clemson and Pitt, it'll be Georgia Tech and Wake Forest to finish up the season. But uh, Syracuse is running out of time. And maybe it might take a good run through the ACC tournament to convince the voters that, hey, Syracuse belongs in the big dance. Uh, of course, there's still some detractors that are wondering, is Beheim going to be back next year? He all but said pretty much that he'll be back next year. Of course, we got the detractors. And of course, we got big decisions coming up from uh, high school players who have gotten offers that have dropped, put the Syracuse on their final five. Going to be an interesting recruiting trail for Syracuse. Although they don't have any recruits coming in this coming up season coming up. Yeah, they said they're going to hit the transfer portal. But watch it. You don't want to damage anything if you hit it, you know. <laughs> oh, man, something to ruin the particle accelerator. Oh, well. But you want to know something? We still can finish with a flourish. But it definitely showed. Syracuse may be boys among men now. Not a good way to play against Duke Syracuse, even if Krzyzewski isn't coaching anymore, but it still has his footprint. Finish with a flourish, Cuse. I'm also going to talk about what I saw there with the Daytona 500. Yes, it's that time of the year again, and it was time for the Great American Race the 65th edition of the Daytona 500, and also the 75th season of NASCAR racing. Couple of good anniversary dates. Yep, when it's February, you kinda know the season's starting to turn, and you kinda know racing is getting ready. And everybody knows when Daytona happens. 
it's going to be a nice long season ahead and you're going to wonder how the stock cars are going to do on their 36th date long journey to the championship of course i kind of did fall away because a lot of the great names that were there have all retired or moved on heck this year the one who took over for the intimidator after he sadly died this is his last year pretty much racing full-time in nascar but it was pretty good to see an old favorite jimmy johnson back there racing after a couple of years away even if he is only going to be part-time but it's always pretty cool watching the cars come to life at daytona around the big 2.5 mile oval but who thinks that racing and wrestling don't mix yeah it kind of seemed that way as they get towards the end it always seems as though at daytona and at talladega the two biggest racetracks they run on they get close to the finish it turns into racing and wrestling and up with nascar with their overtime rules yes i am a fan of them finishing under green but you know sometimes it can get pretty hectic when you got them bumping and banging at 200 miles per hour and it seems as though a big wreck always happens heck this year they used the overtime rule quite a bit and it became the daytona 530 instead of the daytona 500 but i will say congratulations to ricky stenhouse jr winning his first daytona 500 and actually it was his first win in five years but i mean yeah but some rules have got to be passed to keep this from becoming racing and wrestling again as you know what we like to see great racing but we don't want to see wrestling on a 2.5 mile oval it'll be an interesting nascar season let's see what happens and can kevin harvick get into winner's circle before he retires of course it's also cool to see even if he isn't going to be in stock car racing tony stewart back in racing as he is going to be drag racing yes on the thousand footer it's no longer a quarter of a mile because of what happened to scott Kalenda all those years ago but it's pretty cool to see that smoke is going to be back doing a little smoke in a top alcohol dragster yeah smoke is back doing a little smoke and maybe winning but like i said it'll be an interesting nascar season in its 75th year now i'm going from talking about that to local sports it's that time of year sectional is upon us section five basketball gonna be an interesting start for the waterloo and seneca falls teams the boys tip off on ash wednesday and yeah it'll be interesting if when i go to see waterloo and seneca falls with that big black cross in the middle of my forehead as that's what happens when ash wednesday start i mean it's the time when catholics do their repentance do their penance and also their almsgiving with lent upon us and i mean ash wednesday is part of it and ash wednesday is when the boys tip off 
Waterloo will tip off against the Rochester Prep Charter School. This is the boys. And with their big win against Penn Yes, it'll be a rematch in the Baker Gymnasium between Miners and Penn You know, I at least wanted to see Miners at the boys at least once. And it'll be an interesting rematch. And then Friday is when the girls tip off. Waterloo's first opponent, or I should say victim, is going to be the winner of the Rochester Prep Charter School in North Rose Wilkett. And Miners, they'll play the winner of Attica or, or Wayland Cohocton. It'll be an interesting Friday, and it'll be an interesting start for Waterloo to hopefully win another Section 5 title for the girls. And can Waterloo boys make a little noise in B1? Miners is a thing I think their highlight probably is going to be hopefully being Penny Ann. I don't see the boys going too far in Section 5. But for the Miners girls, they could make some noise in B2. Maybe even get all the way to pl play in the championship. Dansville is the number one seed for the girls B2 but I mean if Miners wins the B2 title guess who's probably lurking Waterloo yep it's gonna be a great uh, tournament and for the boys and the girls and especially for the Waterloo boys and girls because you got the Carabao family leading the way Morgan with the girls who scored her 1000th point Con congratulations Morgan and Dylan, who's emerging as one of the leaders for the boys team. And of course, you got Jose, one of the best assistant coaches in Section 5. And you got their mother, who rocks Mama Chic all the way. Yes, get ready, Section 5, for the fashion statement of the year. Black leggings and vans that look like heads. She's bringing them back. Let's go, Waterloo. Let's go, Miners. Let's have a good Section 5 tournament. And last but not least, who watched the debut of the new XFL? Yeah, Dwayne The Rock Johnson and Danny Garcia, the co-owners of the new XFL from Vince McMahon, and their tweaks to the football rulebook, especially the kickoffs, meant to encourage that kickoffs are kickoffs and not ones where we just see him blow it through the end zone for a touchback. <clears throat> and also ones where they don't do extra points. They run a play to get one point from the, I think it's the two or three yard line. From the five yard line, it would be a two point conversion. And from the 10 yard line, it would be a three point conversion. Pretty interesting start. And of course, what about Paxton Lynch? Yeah, a few years ago, he was a number one pick for the D Denver Broncos. Only lasted two years. And then, I mean, he tried other places, especially Pittsburgh. Couldn't make it. But then, I mean, he comes into the XFL and he gets benched. I mean, who, who thought to take a flyer on Paxton Lynch? Seems as though, yeah, he could do pretty good playing for Memphis, but apparently he can't play pro football. 
If he can't make it in the XFL, what's he doing? Hmm. Of course, we got the XFL for a few weeks. Then the resurgent USFL starts up again. Yeah, who wants to watch football all the year round? I don't know, but of course, the Arena League is supposed to start back up again after being out for a few years. I'd rather watch the 50-yard indoor war. Or I'd rather watch to see if Aaron Judge has another all-star year, because it's actually baseball time coming up, and I'd like to see how the Yankees do this year. Gonna be an interesting time. And that's all the time I have time for this week. Next week I'll see what happens with the first round, and of course we'll see if uh, Syracuse does better. I'm Ken Haas, that's my story and I'm sticking to it.